0: host's name is chad dukes and i am burdened with glorious purpose it's the chad dukes radio show it's not free fm so give chad a call here's the number
1: 385-645-5375. it's miller time what is that now twelve hands in a row dukes you son of
0: a bitch nobody's that lucky now here's your host the big silly chad dukes charlie hope pill Alpha Delta, yeah, Dukes, dig it. There but
1: progression got to me. It's a chance to show.
0: It's a chance to show. good day to listen to to this show. It's a chat-to-show. It's a chat-to-show. It's a chat-to-show. So I ain't gonna be talking about all that. It's a chat-to-show. It's a
2: chat-to-show. It's a chat-to-show.
0: Good lord. I'm always amazed by like the shit people feel comfortable saying to each other. I logged on to Twitter for 30 seconds today. It said uh, No thank you. Preferred dick jokes. Talking about video games. Making fun of Grimy. That's uh that's what I'm interested in doing today. I came in and was like, oh my god, did you say the wizards trade? I was like, oh god damn it. Today would have had to been me going in and pretending like I care about that, and sure. then taking calls from the three people that do care, and then getting a .9 share for the segment because that was that was the worst part about doing sports talk radio in DC is that you're doing sports talk radio, so something would happen with the Wizards or the Capitals or a team nobody really cared about, sure, and you'd have to go in and cover it even though you knew nobody really cared about it. Like you knew that you would still be better off talking about. Dan Snyder or Dwayne Haskins or Donovan McNabb or Kirk Cousins or whatever it is. Um, knowing that you know better, but knowing that it didn't matter. Um So you didn't think people cared
2: when Jay Beagle was uh released from No, t-
0: <laughs> no I don't, Tor. I don't think anybody cared. Oh, I think twenty thousand people cared. Sure. You know, out of a city of six million or whatever it is. Um yeah, I, did, I never, uh, I never got that part of it. It's like, oh wow, the wizard. Who cares what the wizards do?
2: Well, they picked up Dwight Howard. That was that. That, that that's a big. That was the a big wi- deal. People
0: knew Dwight Howard's name was like. You get some calls out of that. That's true. But like, what I would do, I would remember going into the program director's office. I'd be like, the wizards don't even get a point one share when their <laughs> games are on TV. Like, why? I don't have anything against them. Like I grew up a Bullets fan. Like I was a Bullets fan when I was a kid. Like that's that's my basketball team. If I remember the idea. but but like, like nobody cares at all. Like why do they? Why do we pretend? It's very weird. It was a very it was a very fine line to try to walk. But uh, just happened towards like can you believe it? I'm like yeah, I can believe it. I absolutely the Knicks did something. Oh, they made a big flash. It's been 40 years of that. Uh, Welcome to the program, everybody. There will be no NBA talk, uh, and there will be no Roe versus Wade talk. We got a deal here, Wade. Um, Unless you want to talk about getting that true coat for the other side. He's (laughs)
2: fleeing the scene.
0: Well, do you want the inventory? Doesn't he go out and he fucking like he's supposed to go out and count all the trucks, and then he just gets in his car and drives off? Yeah. Oh, that's fun. Uh, but then he ends up fucking trying to jump out the window of a fucking five and dime hotel as the cops are dragging him back through. His wife ended up in a chipper shutter. All right. It is, uh, it is the Chad Duke show. Thank you so much for checking out the program today on this uh, beautiful Friday. And I know, you know what, Tor? I didn't get a great night's uh, sleep last night. And uh, there's a bunch of bad news. Everyone's screaming at each other. Everyone's mad and upset on either side, on any side. Of anything that's going on right now, and I can think of only one thing that'll put us in the mood that we need to be put into, and that is the greatest Friday song of all time.
2: Friday, Friday, on my day. Hallelujah, hallelujah. It's Friday the
0: weekend's here, and we'll have a kid of beer. we'll relax, hallelujah, hallelujah, and take off our slags, hallelujah, hallelujah. It's in a rubber house in a rotten underway. Hallelujah. Yeah. Of course Tori and I wrote that song um, and recorded it for Fridays here on the show which is always a very special time. It's the time we get to step out from behind the blast glass, that protective shield that the, uh, the SWAT team guy. There's always that one SWAT team guy that he has. I like how he always has the pistol out front uh-huh. and the shield. It's like, dude, just block the bullets, please. Like all, all of us with the machine guns back here will take care of everything. That's uh, that's that song for everybody. Oh, no, no, no. We come out from behind the paywall, and then people can uh, see us in
2: our true glory. Oh, yeah. Yes. Um,
0: all right. Uh, what do you got any big plans this weekend, Uh
2: I don't believe so. I go buy a new tire today.
0: Okay. It's tough for me not to, to hang myself. If I were you, I would definitely hang myself. I mean, you got nothing going on. And, like, you do this, which is awful. And then I like it. Somehow the other job is worse than this one. And every time I talk to you, you're like, I think maybe I'll buy a tire
2: and I'm like, oh, what an awful weekend. Like I have an awful weekend
0: plan, but it's way better than your
2: weekend. It is. But I will say this, I did kind of get a bit of a rush yesterday actually being able to successfully change the tire.
0: Well I offered to help. I was but you seemed um and uh my my uh for those of you that don't know, Tor I guess read right over a curb. Yeah. Blew his tire. Very stupid. Very you know, like he is, very ogre like. Yes. And uh I- I said, "You want me to help you change the tire? It's easier with two people." He's like, "I got it." So I was like, "Okay." I was like, "I figure you can pull the car up and hold it up, and I'll just unscrew the lug nuts, like, like, like Herman <laughs> Munster." Um, and then I went over to the shop because my wife was going home because uh, someone was coming over to, to work on the, the store, and she called me, and she said, "Do you know Tours over here? Because she parks in the same parking lot that Tour does." Yeah. Do you know Tours over here changing a tire? And I was like, yeah, I offered to help. He told me to fuck my mother. And he's like, he's really locked in. (laughs) I'm like, okay, yeah. He seemed like he was kind of actually looking forward to it. Uh, Were you looking forward
2: to changing the tire? I needed to know that I still had that club in my bag. Okay. uh, Because I I, I do think it's something that everybody... No matter who you are, needs to be able to do well, it's that. Not that hard. I know it's not that hard. But do
0: you, do you have the full size jack, or do you have that little generic one they give I mean, you? It with got the, car? the
2: little generic one, that but it, it's it's also there's like a special port for it in this car. Yeah, that, that's that, that the that gets most. It up.
0: That's the most difficult part of, and I don't know why like car engineers do this, but the way that the, it, no two are the same. Yeah, like they've got to engineer a way to lock that jacket and then the spare tire. And the the brackets are always different. It's always, okay, I got to pull back this carpet. Oh, God, I got to remember how this goes back in here. To me, that's always the most... And then you're always terrified because I don't know if you watched the same video I did where someone's jacking and jacking and jacket, and they have the jack in the wrong space. Yeah. And it just goes
2: like right through the gas tank or something. It, it's just, you're like, oh, is this bending the metal? You're like, oh, this is the wrong space. Let me yeah. take it back down again. There's usually a little notch on the, uh, what is it? transaxle? Is that what
0: it's called? Not the transaxle. Whatever that cross beam is. I know. Tr- fucking, yeah. I don't know the proper terminology of it, but there's usually a little place that says it. But yeah, you do feel. Uh, you know, at you least you feel like maybe you're not completely worthless.
2: Yeah, and then I went and bought a, a spicy bite from Seven Eleven. Oh, just reward, my, reward so, to I reward reward Celebrate my accomplishment. I was yeah. getting a little more air in the tire. Ate that spicy bite, and then the uh, spare
0: tire deflated underneath <laughs> the uh, immense bulk. <laughs> How'd you you know? Yeah, do you have the donut on it right now? I have the
2: full size spare.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. See, then you're a more industrious. When I had a full size spare, when I was your age. I, that just became the tire. <laughs> I just—I <laughs> that happen a couple of times. I
2: was like, "Oh well, that's my tire." Now we're driving around. Hopefully, we're, fingers crossed. I know that if I don't do it today, then I will be it
0: just fades into the background. I just
2: fa- I'm like, "Oh damn, flat!" And then I open it up. Oh, flat. Corolla's got drunk. a
0: good line about that. He's like, "If there's a coffee mug like rolling around on the uh the on the um the passenger side of your car." If you don't grab it the first day, it just becomes part of the car. Yeah. And I, I got shit like that. I got piles of like mail and shit in my house that have been there for weeks and I'm like, it's just become part of the background now. So you're right about that. You gotta you gotta get after it. Now you are you're gonna buy a new tire? It'll likely be a used tire. Oh, my
2: God, dude. It's just fucking. Do you ever, well, I'll see what my guys have. Do you ever
0: think you'll part with a buck? Like, do you ever think, <sighs> is there anything that you, that it is worth you invest in a couple dollars in other than a $45 pastrami sandwich? That's, <laughs> see, that's the part where I don't have any sympathy for you. And it's the part where, like, we always bust Jimmy's balls about, like, how poor he is. But, like, until he stops smoking cigarettes, like, I don't really feel all that bad for him. Right. Because, like, you're poor when it suits you. And then when, you're, when it doesn't suit you, you're rich. Correct. Because if you went up to anyone throughout all of time and said, you can either drive five feet and have a sandwich for $8, or it's going to be $38 to have it delivered to your house, and you told them that the person paid the $38, like, well, that's the richest person in town. That's probably the, the the guy that owns the plantation, you know? Yeah. And that that's why I'd ever, like, when you're doing all your cheap shit, I know you're not dedicated to it because you still do the $38 pastrami sandwich. That
2: has been, I, I will say this, cut down astronomically. I don't believe you, though. I, no, I don't believe you. So, you're, what, you're going grocery shopping? You told I, me you don't grocery shop. I have been i have been going to the Teetermore. I've been just buying a bunch of... Uh, Cold cuts. It's cold cut city, and then Ben's, I saw what Ben's happens rice. with
0: cold cuts in your parents' house. They just sit in there, and you order pizza.
2: Well, that's because my parents fed me and it, also enablers. So, okay, so yes, All right. They enable you. Yes, all right. Clearly, so
0: you're <laughs> you're telling me you don't. When is the last time you ordered DoorDash? Uh, I'd say late Saturday night. Okay, so it hasn't even been a week.
2: No, <laughs> but it would have right. been already before.
0: Yeah, but you Take should be play. like with the situation you're in. Like you won't buy a new tire for your car. Your pitch count should be once a month. Like, that's the pitch count you should be on for Uber Eats. Yes. Like, I'm so hungover, I can't get out of bed. I've got to have a big sandwich delivered to me or I'm going to die. Right. Like, that's scenario.
2: Th- that's normally what it has been, and then sometimes you it's get, lies. I, I, I get lies caught you're telling into you. the vortex, and then it becomes more more easy. You told me,
0: and this is where I lost all respect for you and all your friends, sure. that you guys were on your way back from the club. And instead <laughs> of just stopping off, like, guys have done this. For, for as long as civilization has been around. Yeah. You're on your way back from the place where you've been trying to have sex with girls. They want nothing to do with you. Obviously. You go to the diner or you stop off at the fucking Ray's Hellburger and you you pick up the food and then you either eat, you're out and you regale yourself. We used to go to the Denny's right down the street from this fucking place or IHOP or whatever it would be. uh, The Towson Diner. Right. And you eat your pancakes. Like, Oh, I, I thought I had that number. And, oh, man. All right. Well, let's uh, hold on. Do we have any beers left in the house? You guys order Uber Eats, so it's delivered to your house by the time you get there. That's an abomination.
2: We'll be in the Uber. yeah. we'll be the the the, and the Bro Dogs oh. will be in the Uber, and then it'll be all right. Let's have it meeting meeting us by this Uber. Is, do you mean do you? No, you mean <laughs> Razor Scooter? <laughs> not, no, not the Razor Scooter. All right, fair enough. The Razor the the scooters have increased in price as oh, the Ubers of have. <laughs> well, everything has. Like, I mean, like,
0: you know, it's hardware. and You guys are probably pretty hard on them, on those razor scooters. I get out the way. Have <laughs> you seen the Uber drivers that are driving Teslas now? What? Yeah, I've seen a couple of them actually in my neighborhood. Um,
2: oh no, I, I actually I, I got a u- u- Uber new on you? New Year's Eve from a from a, a big one of the big SUV Teslas.
0: I don't know about that. I just see the, I see the two or three Teslas cruising up and down my neighborhood, picking people up, and I'm like, God damn, that is fucking. I mean. It's a huge investment, but maybe like if you think gas isn't going down anytime soon, that over the
2: long run, it's worth the investment. Right. I I, I never under. I don't know how much the the cut is for the Uber drivers because if it's like an eight dollar ride, I don't know what the percentage is. Are they has got to be a, pretty good. Uh, I mean, with how many people do it.
0: Yeah. The Uber Eats guys. I had. A, oh, did you see the 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 note in the supporters chat? Oh, let me check. I was very. I'll now. pull it up for you. I know it's, it'll take you way too long. So um, there was a. I guess there was a guy that got Uber Eats. Um, and when the, you know, how you can do the bit where you review the person that gave you the, um, the ride. Yeah. Actually, this is a ride. Um, actually it might be her. Oh, I'm seeing this now. Christy who drives Uber and for, I guess you put down why I deliver Uber eats as a reason why people can look at it when you look at your profile. Uh It says, so I can listen to the Chad Duke show in stereo. And she's got. A one hundred percent delivery rate. That's pretty damn good. That's pretty great. I gotta say, that's pretty flattering. So uh, thank you to her.
2: A hundred percent on that many deliveries is uh That's all right. That's it's, pretty good. Yeah, it's alright. So good for her. And uh, I'm glad she's driving
0: around listening to the show. Uh, verbal nod to you, Christy. Thank you so much for being that type of a person. And spreading the good word to the unwashed. Please include in there that there's free episodes on iTunes and Spotify. Anyway. Um what are we talking about. No one that anyway. um, Thank you for listening to the show today. We're broadcasting live from the fortress of solid dudes. It is uh, presented by Monk's Barbecue. Something weird going on with me and Monk. It's A little weird, a little weird stuff going on with me and a lot of people recently. But um, I I heard from him finally, and he said, uh, "What are you doing Friday?" And I said, "I'm um, I'm doing the show." I said, uh, and then I think I'm I think I'm free after that. And he said, "I'm free too." What do we do? And I'm like. Well, I mean, I don't. You know, what do you mean? What do we do? Like, we're not fucking. Well, you have a plan. Well, I, I never. I don't have a plan. And I You like, have to have a plan. I guess I'm the man with the plan. I was <laughs> like you. I wanted to say, you own two restaurants that are like the perfect places to hang out and have copious amounts of alcohol and food. Is like, I. It was one of those non vitations You know what I mean? I think it's one of those. I don't know. I don't overanalyze it, but. um I get these from time to time from people where they're like uh, they don't want to be in a scenario where they feel like that um, they they don't want to hang out. Yeah. Right? Like specifically with me. And I don't blame them. Um, and it's also like it seems to happen when it's been like an unusual amount of time that's gone past since there's been any discussion. Of plans. I'm in this exact same spot with Steve Pye that I talked to last night and he was not helpful at all. Um, I'll get to that. I don't know. I hope I'm wrong. I, I hope everything's
2: fine. But uh, I know that nebulous because you know like, what I'm talking about. You, Nebula, you, by you, the way. You, uh, yeah, you don't want to hang out, but you don't want to look like you don't want to hang out,
0: right? But I mean, I don't know. Are you that way with anybody? Um, I've never. I don't know that I've ever done that. There are specific things that I don't want to do like if someone's like hey we're all going on a deep sea fishing charter no i'm not doing that that sounds awful but it's not that i don't want to hang out with the people right it's that i don't want to do that specific activity hey we're all going golfing okay have fun you know like that's just it's not my bag baby yeah but if like if someone calls up and says, hey, do you want to go disc golfing You at the afternoon free it's like oh sure absolutely like it's not that i don't want to see the person it's that i don't want to do the thing they're going to do i think that's reasonable um because we're gonna watch the
2: batman again Pump oh. each other off. No, thank you. I don't think you would want to do that. I will pass on that, but I appreciate the offer. Uh, it, it, I don't know. Sometimes, like, uh, when I was in Boston last time, yeah. I had guys that uh, I went to school with that wanted to hang out. I didn't really want to hang out. I did, but I, I, I shouldn't. You didn't want to see them? I, not. It was just late uh, before a, a flight the next day. So yeah, but that's I, not them. No, yeah, it was more the activity. Like if This I, is I, me. Yes. <laughs> the, the reason is it's me. I, I'm, I'm trying to... I'm trying to figure out exactly where you're at. It's a this. weird
0: space to be, and I'm there with a, a few different... I think I'm there with Ant-Man, too. Uh, look, the common denominator is me. I know that. So the, when all this shit is happening, like clearly I'm the one that's putting the energy out there. But the, with Ant-Man, it's different. Like, he blew off three different show things in a week, and so I'm pissed at him. Like, that's, that's fucking where I'm at with that kid. Um, but, like... It'll be fine. I'm just I'm appreciative that uh, that Monk sponsors the show. Thank you to him. And please, if you're going out this weekend, uh, Monk's Barbecue, no fucking brainer. Uh, you get the ice cream, you get the delicious barbecue, you get the bourbon, you get the beer, you get all of that. Um, the reason I talked to Steve Pye last night, and um, I don't know, I caught him late, so I don't know if he was drinking or if he was he had some edibles or I don't know, he was all over the fucking place. Sure. But he was one person that I knew was learned in the um, the world of the edible, which I am not. I don't know anything about edibles. I've never had one. Um, I've I've tr- attempted to smoke weed probably two or three times in my life. Um, don't know if I've ever successfully done it. I don't know if I've ever taken the smoke into my lungs. I attempted it. I didn't cough. I didn't get high, so I assume that I did not. Um, I've always had a big aversion to putting shit in my lungs i I don't like the feeling of not being able to breathe i'm terrified of it yeah i don't watch submarine movies because in every submarine movie there's the scene where the compartment's filling up with water we got to close the compartment too much pressure yeah yeah, you see the guy drown i'm like well i don't ever want to watch that ever and it's it's a trope that i think it's why i love um hunt for red october so much is it's none of that it's all cat and mouse we're shooting torpedoes at each other there's no drowning Um, For that reason, I never smoked cigarettes. Uh, I I will smoke a cigar, but I'll just puff it the way that you're supposed to. Yeah. It's a long way to say that I I haven't tried any of that shit. Um, But I've been trying to drink less during the week. And let me put this out there also. There are people... There's so much here. I don't know if any of this is going to be entertaining to the audience, but I also know this is free. Who gives a fuck? Um... There are people out there that are wired to be over dramatic, and they, they will leap upon any fucking scenario to be over dramatic. Yeah. Last night, uh, my brother gave me um, a little container of their legal edibles. They're they're they're. I don't know anything about this shit, and so here's another thing that happens when you start talking about this shit: is people treat this like they're following the NFL. Or people treat this like they're keeping score at a baseball game, right? Okay. Right. Yeah. 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 You know, or they work it on a car or something. Like it becomes their passion. I can't think of anything less interesting to me than becoming really passionate about like vaping, right? Or eating gummies or whatever it is. But everyone that's into it is super fucking into it. Um, I don't understand that because one of the parts of, if for, for instance, I'm really into bourbon and trying bourbon and and but I'm, as I'm getting drunk, bourbon tastes good. Yeah. And you can like kind of go through like why does this taste different? Oh, what is this mash? How long has this been sitting in a barrel? Like oh, what was this finished with? Like there's things to talk about. Gummies are just oh look, tutti frutti. Let me pop this in. All right, now I'm high. Right? Am I missing anything? Nah, you're pretty spot on. Everyone that I know that vapes, when they blow that fucking vape smoke out, it just smells like chemical fucking fruit death. It, it, there's it's awful. Yeah. Um, and yet they're they're building their own machines. And i the fan of radio is big into this. Oh, I got to put the right cotton swabs in here. I got to get a new build out because I'm burning too hot. And I'm like, uh, I, can't, about, I can't do the quartz anymore. Uh, all that. How, how about how about I fucking <laughs> I, I'd open a vein there? That, that, that's the way that I would like to, to proceed with this conversation. Um, so but I, I'm trying to drink less. Um, I'm not trying to quit drinking. And when I say I'm trying to, to drink less, I won't say who it is. But well, there's a listener that we know very well. It's been up here many times. Then I said, hey, I'm trying to drink less. I have some questions about edibles. So it's basically I put a, a Facebook post up because I'm lucky enough to have a bunch of friends, and there's a lot of people at different walks of life. They, they know more about things than I do, so it's kind of nice to have that pool to lean on. Right. Um, I get a message from this guy. Well, it's great that you finally acknowledge there's a problem. I don't know anything about gummies, but you and me, uh, we're going to go to the doctor tomorrow. And I'm going to drive you, and uh, uh, we're going to make sure that you get on the program that you need, and uh, this is the first step of the rest of your life. And I'm like, Whoa! What do you think you just read? Yeah, on my Facebook. Well, you know, you've, you've had a problem for a long time, and I, I Dude, 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 dude. First of all, I don't know you that well. Uh huh. Secondly, I, I would like to drink less. I'd like to cut back. I'm not a square. All right, yeah. I'm not a loser. No, no disrespect. I cannot drink. It's not that big a deal. I'm just bored when it happens. Right. Like I'd not drink all the time. It's the worst. When it's it, terrible. It's just. It's just not fun. Yeah. I don't sit there and white knuckle it. Oh, my God, I have to have a drink. I'm just kind of bored. You know? Yes. I enjoy video games more when I'm drinking. I enjoy movies more when I'm drinking. Oh, that's so great. I enjoy sitting on the deck more when I'm drinking.
2: What, are you just going to sit on the
0: deck? I've I've never (laughs) once in my life gotten up and said, I got to have a drink. I've never once at work said, oh, Jesus Christ, if I just have a drink. I've never drank at work. I, I mean, it's just like. I get it. There's different definitions. But there's just people that are wired like, oh, yeah, we got to get you to a program. No, 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 no. My problems aren't your problems. Um, I would like to during the week when I am, it's Tuesday. Sure. And I'm like, I shouldn't have six beers tonight. You know? Yeah. That's not not good. Calories, sugar, all of it is not good for my liver. Like, I just shouldn't do it. But I'd like to take the edge off. You know? I'd like to chill out. Brain kind of runs wild at night sometimes. I like to be able to just mellow out. Yes. And that is what I hear eating a a weed gummy is like, is that you just kind of mellow out. But for me, I'm kind of high strung. So I've got, I have physical anxiety. Like I have anxiety that manifests itself that is so convincing that it will convince my brain that I am having a stroke or a heart attack. Or I have manifested COVID symptoms. I have manifested Headaches, tumors, I I went through about two or three months where I was dizzy and blurred vision, and I had every symptom of a brain tumor in the world because I read about brain tumors where somebody died of a brain tumor, and then after two, it just went away because my mom had the same thing. My mom saw a video. She told me once as a kid, she saw a video of a kid in an iron, do you know what an iron lung is? Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. She saw a video of a kid in an iron lung, and she couldn't breathe for two months because she was positive she's going to end up in an iron lung. Whatever this superpower is, all it does is ruin your life, Uh, but I have it. So I don't want the paranoid fucking crazy
2: weed shit that, that I've heard about my whole life. Yeah, the face melting, can't move out of your bed. I don't want oh, that.
0: Yeah. I, I don't want to end up a Debo's pigeon coop. Like, I want something where I pop a little gummy and you're just like, oh, this, this isn't better. Yeah. I'm feeling a little bit more ch- laid back. Just floating around a little bit. Kind of like a Xanax. You know, I, I have a prescription for Xanax if I'm having a, a panic attack. I do not like to take them. I probably take one a month. Um, If I feel like if I'm going to come in here and I'm like, oh, I've had too much coffee and I got to get through the show and I don't get high off of it. It just barely, it makes me feel like I think the rest of you feel like the rest of your lives, right? Where you're just kind of walking around like tour buying used tires and fucking eating spicy big bites for 75 bucks. Um, so that's basically what my set of circumstances was. And I was hoping that there were people that knew about gummies uh, that could maybe at least point me in the right direction. Whew. One of the bigger mistakes I have ever made in my life, and 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 it, you know that the meme, the 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 Ron Burgundy, wow, that escalated quickly. where yes. he's drinking the beer, not, not over five minutes in in ninety seconds, it was World War Three on my fucking uh, Facebook page. And here was the part that was the most. First of all, all bad information, just people sending me to websites that are just like <laughs> they're clearly in China. Like it's just no one is like, okay, look, this is because I know there's two different types of weed. I know there's CBD and THC. I know that I've had as many people tell me that CBD does nothing. It's a gimmick to as many people say they use it every day. I know I've had as many people say, uh, Indica is what you want for a... I've heard body high and head high so many fucking times. And I keep saying the same thing. I'm like, I'd like something that's kind of like a Xanax, you know? It kind of operates the same way just to mellow you out, bring you down a little bit. I'm a little high strung. You can't cut through everyone else's bullshit. And everyone is so... It's like trying... If I came up to you, Tori, and I said... Uh, not you, but let's say uh, grimy. Yeah. I said, grimy. who's the best team in the NFC? No, dog, it's the Eagles, and let me tell you what. No, no, no. You root for the Eagles. Who's the best team in the NFC? Jalen Hurts. <laughs> like, if they could only bring James Thrash back into the fold, they would thrash the rest of the league. No, 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 no. Not who's your favorite team. who 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 do you think is the best team in the league dog Todd Pinkston like he was so underrated and he had like that coffin corner go up and get the football man dog mentality but by the way in sports talk radio of our dog mentality one more time that was going to be the end of me um grimy would be incapable of telling me who is the best team in the nfc because he's just going to tell me who his team is right that's weed people like whatever they're doing you need vape pens i don't want to smoke i don't want to smoke well, you gotta get a vape pen. Well, I'm not gonna do that. Fuck all that chemical shit. You just gotta get a bowl, and I'll get you a bag of weed. No, 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 I don't want that. I want a weed gummy that takes the edge off a little bit that doesn't get me all crazy. They only care about what they care about.
2: Yes, because they want someone to to smoke with with them.
0: I don't. They want to be right. Yeah. I think that's why people scream about their phones. I think that's why people scream about their cars or their their video game systems. They're terrified. Like if I spent 500 bucks on an Xbox and I think the PlayStation might be better. Well then, I'm just angry the whole time, right? And the way that I compensate for that is I just scream at the top of the mountain You'll that the Xbox out. is better. Yeah, right. Um, it used to be like Mopar and Ford versus GMC, but now men are women, and and we don't argue about masculine things anymore. We all mas- we we all argue about you know which cellular telephone brand we have in our pockets, and that gives us our identity because we have no identities. I digress. Um, so that the the, the war breaks out. Then I have, and I'm not going to say this guy's name, but he's very nice, and he's been up in this studio. He actually gets on my fucking page and says, you shouldn't take weed gummies. You should go to the doctor and get on some prescription medication. And I said, that's the last thing in the world I want is to take more prescription medications, Uh especially any mood-altering prescription medications that I then would become reliant on. Like, I... That's the last thing in the world. Like, I have to take blood pressure medication because I'm a big fat. I think I don't want to take anything else. And I had three or four of these guys. You need to go to the doctor and get on prescription medications. Fuck those weed gummies. And I'm like, what? Like, if, if I can take this thing that I can buy, first of all, I don't have to go to the doctor. Right. I don't then have to get a prescription. I'm not then paying some sort of gigantic fucking pharma syndicate out there. Like, I've extricated myself from that. I, I, I didn't think there were any people left. They were still like, nah, man, you need to get Vikes, you know, or you need to get on Lexapro or like, isn't that, doesn't everyone want to be off that stuff? Yeah, I I don't see many people saying I want to get on it. It ain't true. I saw it last night and it's, it was not only perplexing, but honestly, Tori was, it was sad because I'm like, oh, we're just how we're never going any further than this. Like if there's still people, there's still people out there that have a problem with weed gummies and I'm like, wow. How in 2022? Like, I don't want kids to take drugs. Like, I, I I'm worried about lazy kids getting on weed and then making nothing of their lives. But how can you look at Joe Rogan, who's been on w- J- Willie Nelson? I mean, go down the list of right. fucking people that have been on smoked weed. Look at Jay Chandra Sekar. All your favorite role models. everybody, everybody you've ever liked that's ever created anything you liked drinks and does drugs. I, I mean, I don't know. My brother does an acre of cocaine. He's <laughs> able. He's able to fucking operate. You know, like, what, what? what is this Nancy Reagan shit like fucking you, you, that stuck with you since you're a kid that hard? I feel like we've, we've evolved a little bit. Right. You should stay away from the big ones. Universally. Heroin, meth, crack, everything Anthony took. Stay away from all that. Yeah. But like popping a weed gummy at the end of the day. And there's different levels to it. I, I talked to a guy that I know yesterday and he takes um, he takes six weed gummies a day. And he says every two hours he takes it, so by the end of the day it builds, and he's completely stoned. I don't want to do that. Right. And honestly, I, I'm worried about that guy because I'm like, that's, that's too much. Like, that's, that's – I feel like that's too much.
2: It seems, instead of a, an escape, it's just a straight dosing.
0: Yeah. You can't get through life. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, he's successful. Sure. Um, and his body constitution is different from mine, so maybe, maybe that's the way it works for him. But the people that were arguing of, well, you, you shouldn't do that. You should. Uh, there was um, some sort of inhibitors. I don't know what they're called. Like, people kept talking about them where it's like it blocks off certain fucking chemicals from being released in your brain. It's a pill. And, um, it, you know, they're saying I'm a, I've am i been on these things for 20 years. And I'm like, I don't want to be on those things. Yeah. Like, I, I don't want to not, you know, as much as this baggage sometimes is painful. I still want to be me. Um I, I want on a Tuesday night, instead of
2: drinking six beers, to pop one of these things and sit down and watch Sleepy Hollow like I did last night. Yeah, the goal is to be as human as possible, but if you Actually want not. something to kind of just yeah. you know, take you away a little bit, that's what you want. And I
0: don't even necessarily want to be I don't want to be taken away. Or, or, I wanna be I wanna be me, but me without all the dumb shit rattling around in my head. It's like I want I want um remember we talked about this a lot, but you remember um there was those sodas. It was C2 and Pepsi Edge. They weren't diet sodas. 50% sugar. That's what I want. I want 50% sugar dukes <laughs> on Tuesday <laughs> through Thursday night. Okay? Yeah. You know, Mondays, I'm fine. You know, it's Mondays. It's like, ooh, what a weekend. That was a blast. All right, to bed, what a day. Tuesday, I'm like, ooh, this is, this is a boring day. <laughs> This real boring day we yeah. got going on here. Wednesday, like whoo, that weekend's still fur, that far <laughs> Thursday, I could get away with it, but I'm gonna hit it real hard Friday and Saturday night. I probably shouldn't. That's the pocket. Tuesday through Thursday, I'd like a little little something I can pop where I could just sit there,
2: watch some episodes of Frasier, and then get a good night's sleep. Yeah. That's basically what I want. I, I don't think that's too much to ask. Maybe uh, Maybe d- d- you just got to go to that. There's a place that opened up right down the road. You know how
0: annoying those d- d- fucking people are. I know.
2: I know. I got to find a good one. I got to find it. Here's what I
0: got to find. I got to find a Dempsey Hamilton or uh, fucking uh, Jimmy from F3 Tactical. These people that I'm blessed enough in my life that when I walk through the door at certain places, when I wanted to, to learn about a community, I found the right shaman. Right. Um, I've had so many other times where I walk through the door and I I find the wrong guy and then I'm turned off from the whole scene forever. Like, I went to see a shrink that was so fucking awful that I just... I'd never gone back. It was such a horrible... And that's, you know, that's the lack of maturity on my behalf. But I walked through... When I went to see Dempsey, record people, it's 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 intimidating going in there. Because you don't know anything. Yeah. And they, they seem so different from you. The tattoos and the fucking flat brim hats and the fucking scary music. And you're like... It's a different life. Got the big plugs in the ears. And I'm just like, uh... I want to play these George Jones records. What do I need? You know. Yeah. And I could have found if I found the wrong guy, and he would have upsold me, or he said, "Get the fuck out of here! You're not listening to Black Flag. Suck my dick!" Like, I I, I wouldn't have been able to enjoy vinyl for the past three or four years, or whatever it's been for me. And I found the right guy. Um, my guy Jimmy at F3 Tactical and Chantilly. Like, I had questions about guns. I had questions about how to safely operate guns and what guns to own. And blah, blah blah. And I thank God I found an incredibly nice dude that wanted to help and was you know. If I didn't have that, it's so easy to walk into those environments and find a shithead. It's GameStop. Ninety-nine percent of the time, I go into GameStop. I have a question. I'm going to get treated like a fucking asshole. So I don't go to GameStop anymore, ever again. And I buy stuff online. I buy dumb games. And I, you know, I don't trade shit in. And it's terrible because I've yeah. had so many bad hit situations. I am positive that ninety-five percent of the people sitting in those fucking shops are either there to sell you a bunch of shit that you don't need. Or they're just going to be weed hipsters,
2: and I don't – I got to find the right guy to, like, kind of guide me on my spirit path. It's kind of like – it's kind of like having a good coach. You know, you don't realize how good a coach you have until you've had a bunch of bad coaches. That's a great comparison, yes. Or or, or a bad coach can turn you off the game forever. I saw a really talented guy say, I don't like playing for him. I'm not doing it. I'm done. Right. And I'm like, oh, you were really talented. Why are you doing this? It just – you need the right coach to get you there, and I, I do hope that you, you find it. I think there's someone out there it's for you. It's
0: incomparable. You, you probably have teachers. I, I have two opposite ends of the spectrum. I've got um, Mrs. Berenstein, second grade. Okay. Monster. One one of the worst <laughs> I
2: you
0: monster of a woman uh, banshee, like a fucking <laughs> oh, shit. dude. I mean, I wouldn't wish that. her – the guy that got me fired, yeah. if he's got kids, I wouldn't want – her to teach them. I mean, she was she was an ogre, and I uh, she traumatized me. Like I remember her screaming in my face. I just it was a horrible. Fast forward to high school. I got Mr. Kelly and I got Mrs. McGann, uh-huh. um, who were McGann, really excuse me, uh, McGann. Hard to say M C G A N N. She's probably I have to assume she's no longer with us. She was old when she was my high school teacher. Um, two teachers that I fucking made me think that like I could be something in the world. Like it was the person. It was the opposite end of the spectrum. Like Braddock. I'll never forget those two. Um, and for weed gummies, I don't want to compare them to your formative years, uh-huh. but it could be the difference. in it's not just, I like music or I like target shooting, or I like, um, you know, whatever it is you want to get into woodworking. It's a quality of life. We're talking about dealing with depression and dealing with fucking, you know, trying to improve your health. I mean, these are real issues. Right. And like, if you can find somebody that can put you in a spot where you ease some of that burden, I don't know how much that's worth it's it's worth probably more than you'd be willing I mean as much as you'd be willing to pay um and so it probably was my fault for going on Facebook and just throwing a. it's like when they lower that cow into the velociraptor pit in
2: Jurassic park you that's just know what's gonna weird. happen there,
0: yeah, and I think some people meant well, I really do, but then um i was i have to say I was shocked how many people said go to the doctor and get on prescription medication like i was I was shocked at how many people that's still the way. Their thinking lines
2: up. Well, we've talked about it a lot. Uh, I don't want to go to the doctor unless there's a bone sticking out of my That's because
0: you're a dude. Yes. That's why we die 10 years before the women do. We don't want to go to the doctor. I think women like going to the doctor.
2: Yeah. Uh, eventually, you know, when the diabetes starts happening for me, then you're gonna I'm going to I'm, go. I'm gonna have to go. but I'm kind of getting to that point. Yeah.
0: <laughs> kind of sticks. I'm ducking a six month fucking checkup because <laughs> I just know. I know. When I go in and I've been doing it right and I'm better off, it's like, I have no problem going to the doctor. But right. when I've been living, you know, I ain't living long like this, as Waylon Jennings said. Like, you don't want to go in there and get lectured. Like, well,
2: I don't want to be lectured by you. Oh, no, I've been ducking it for since graduating because I think we were talking about it on the beach on the last trip. Yeah. The last time I was in there, they said, oh, you're obese. I said, oh, no, I play college football. Right. No, You don't and understand. I'm
0: not obese. I play college football. Yeah. I,
2: I, I kind of want to be this size. And now- don't worry, I, I, I'm going to take the weight off when I'm done. I'm probably... In the league. Every bit of 30 to 40. <laughs> After I retire and go into the
0: Ring of Honor at FedEx Field, then I'll take the weight yeah,
2: off. Yeah, I'm going to be like Joe Thomas, and he's... Have you seen him?
0: Yeah, Joe Thomas looks like Christian Bale. Yeah, well, he got a big, I mean, weird head, but Joe- like, he's, that's how thin he is. That's the problem with linemen, man. You guys get all that skinny, like you get that big, weird lineman head. Have you
2: seen Marshall Yanda's head? Yeah, they're just fucking
0: the- <laughs> alien bobblehead fucking weirdos.
2: But But now it's like, I know if I go back there, they're going to say, oh, well, you're not trying to be this you still playing
0: football now because it doesn't look like you're doing much of anything no
2: i'm not uh she's wearing old shirts it's all spiraled (laughs) it's
0: all it's not good what are your passions would you say (laughs) i'm wearing old shirts not spending money (laughs) how many
2: drinks you had a week oh i
0: lie about that every time everybody's always like oh tell your doctor the truth no no by the way if you're an alcoholic here's a little word of of advice well if you're an alcoholic maybe you can't do this but i can if you have a doctor's appointment make it for friday don't drink Monday through Friday. Uh-huh. Your liver is Wolverine. You will go in there and your blood work will be fine. It'll regenerate.
2: And all that. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's,
0: if you give it five days, you will be fine. And the doctor's like, oh, this looks better than the last time you were in here. Oh,
2: yeah. We got cut back on drinking. Here's the thing about that. If I'm booking it on Friday, that means I'm pro- probably going to, if it's Thursday, say, oh, yeah. take it off work on Friday, the doctor's appointment. Sure. What do I have to do? <laughs> pa- well,
0: you're then you're, 40, you're so... kind of defeating the fucking purpose. <laughs> exactly. So you might have a problem. Um anyway uh that all happened last night um i did i mentioned sleepy hollow i had that that popped on i don 't know if this is still i don 't even know you're um what are you twenty years younger than me uh, i'm twenty four currently so i 'm forty two so eighteen wait 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 i might be forty three i 'm forty two or forty three i 'm close to twenty years older than you, which is very sad um do you derive any joy from when something you want to watch occurs naturally on television still?
2: Uh, something I was planning on watching or something I've enjoyed previously? No, so, do you channel surf? Uh, I will hit the guide immediately. Okay. I, I, I'm a I'm a guide guy. I cannot... So you do it, channel surf? I do. I cannot stand the people that just click through. I think they're... they're. What do you mean click through? Like... like oh, you mean you just my, go up and my, down on the channels? My family refuses to use the guide. Well, that's... I, I'm like, why would you not? That's and, like refusing to use the internal combustion engine. <laughs> Finally,
0: someone gets it. <laughs> well, everyone gets it. What, we're just going through the channels. That, that's pointless.
2: <laughs> well, but is it just your parents or is it your sisters oh, also? Family. Well, that's Everyone's odd. clicking through. I'm like, where? That's wh- a pod person thing, bro. How did I become the, the lone wolf here that understands the, the, the guide? But yes, I, I do. If I'm going through the guide and I'm like, oh. Here we go. Right. You know, I, I'm clicking it. I, I, I'll, t- I'll tap in.
0: Here's here's what very rarely happens now um, is that pop culture has changed to an extent where I don't think a lot of channels are programming for me anyway. So a lot of the shows that are just on like the first hundred channels are singing and dancing shows or reality shows on a yacht or reality shows in Orange County or like it's yeah. just shit that it's not for me. It's for the rest of you. Um once I get up to the movie channels, like every once in a while, I see one that I dig. And, of course, nine times out of ten, I click it. It's in Spanish. I don't know how that's possible. Yesterday, um, I was looking for something to watch. My chick, was she had a headache. So, like, usually I'm like, hey, what, let's find a movie we'd like to watch or a show we'd like to start Or Sure. We have two or three things we watch together. And if, if nothing else, I'll put Fraser on in the background. You can do your Candy Crush bit, and I'll read stories for tomorrow's show. just uh-huh. So we can hang out together at the end of the night. Um, so she didn't care. Sleepy Hollow started thirty seconds after I sat down. Um, it's Tim Burton. Uh, it's if you seen the movie, I haven't seen the movie. I read
2: the book. Oh, that's, a child. Well, that's yeah. I I I'm I'm just trying to. Is it a
0: book or is it isn't it like it's just it, like a poem
2: or something? Kind of. I, I, yes.
0: Um, sad that you haven't seen that. Um, it's a Johnny Depp movie and uh, it's got a bunch of famous people in it. The Emperor is in it. Uh, fucking Ferris Bueller's uh, Principal is in it. There's a lot of people that are in this fucking movie. Um, it's really, really good. It's, a uh, it's about Ichabod Crane and it's about fucking, um, you know, he's trying to solve these murders in Sleepy Hollow and the Headless Horseman is in it. And the guy that plays, uh, Darth Maul is actually the Headless Horseman, which is pretty fucking cool. Um, so it's a lot of decapitations, a lot. It's, it is what I think it, it is the perfect Halloween movie. It, it is, it embodies the entire vibe of the holiday better than any other movie that I've ever seen. It's the perfect amount of gore. Um, there's just nothing, it's it it puts me immediately into ah, this is this is a Halloween time. So when I sat down and it popped on organically, I don't know why, but wh- I could I own it. You know, yeah. it's on demand. Like I can pop it on anytime I want, but I, I don't know why I still have that kind of comforting feeling. And I think it's why I still like you know listening to live radio, um, is you have that connection with other people are watching this right now yeah you know this is not just me having this experience i'm sharing this experience with other people and um was surprised that was still a thing i was i felt very very lucky that it popped on and then i just i watched the whole thing i would i want to watch it this time of year I, I honestly i wouldn't have and it was great and uh it's a really really good movie and i i assume everyone's seen it i'm bummed out you haven't seen it i think you'd like it i hope you like it um and i recommend everybody watch sleepy hollow if they haven't certainly around um Halloween time. There's some really nice, vicious kills in it. Uh, but that still, that kind of struck me as last night that it was still something that appealed to me in an era where any era, where anything you want can be at your fingertips at a moment. So just, by the way, including food. Um, I needed a CD drive for my computer. I went on Amazon and I got next day delivery like it's at my house right now, yeah. which is fucking crazy. Um, I don't know why that's still a, as an itch that I like to scratch of watching live programming but it is
2: it it was also very clutch that he caught it as soon as it started because with the with the radio thing never happens if you hear a song that you really like if you change to it it's so much better if you get it from the start than like halfway through because you're like oh you know i I wanted to hear the whole song and and i don't know it almost feels like it's it's like oh this was made for me you know this is they they did this for me it's a weird little narcissistic way to, to view it but like oh they programmed it for me and I, I'm enjoying this, and then also other people are enjoying sure. it. So it, it, it's, it's – I know exactly that feeling where you're like, oh, they chose it for me. I like this. This is. I like this connection that I have right now with the programming. Perhaps
0: that is something where feeling like you're not completely irrelevant because there are certainly times when I'm looking at programming. And I'm looking at what people enjoy, and I feel yeah. like – well, I don't matter at all in this world anymore. Um, so, yeah, they're, you're probably right. Like, maybe that was a subconscious thing that I was enjoying that as well. Um, I should have plugged this at the top of the show. Uh, we have hats for sale, uh, Chad Duke Show hats. They are available on CommonwealthDryGoods.com. I checked. We don't have that many left, but we have enough left where if you'd like one, um, they turned out great. There's pictures of them all over our social media if you'd like to check them out. You can either go to the shop, which um, – it's very difficult to get people to do, but uh, that you, you can go to the website. They're on the web right now, and we will uh, we will ship one to you if you're in the contiguous United States. You know what I always say, Tor, to be a state, you got to touch a state. So fucking uh, Hawaii and Alaska can go pound it up their pound hole. Sure. But the Restians... Uh go to commonwealthdrygoods.com and get yourself a Chad Duke show hat. Uh fantastic and they're perfect for
2: uh July 4th. They kind of got that red, white and blue thing going on. It's got a great mesh back opening also. So you're not you you're got the ne- hot head. You're never getting way too hot.
0: I got the hot head. So that was um that's something I hope people check out. Um Grimy messaged me last night. He did.
2: Messaged me. Was it about Nandi Asamoah?
0: It wasn't. Um
2: <laughs> funny thing is
0: though I saw I saw you. I, uh, I saw the message and I said, oh, good. Uh, Grimy's not mad. Because we, um, for those of you that don't know, Grimy's a listener. And uh, we did a segment this week there where we busted Grimy's balls for about 20 straight minutes. Now, the good thing is, Grimy's a good sport. And also, it's really over the top. Like, we're not saying he's a bad person or he has bad moral character. Right. Um we basically say he likes arguing with his girlfriend and he likes the Eagles. That's that's pretty much all we said, right? Yeah, just about. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think I said he's a moron about 35 times. So maybe that's not entirely true. Um and then I think I said we all hate Grimey, which that's not <laughs> true either. Um you said who do you hate more, Grimey or the Eagles? <laughs> that's tough too. That's not good. I had to sit down and think about it for a while. Um <laughs> Last night, real late, Grimey messaged me. He's like, oh, dog, y'all were fucking killing me. I'm doubled over laughing <laughs> like Reggie White used to double over all the left tackles for the New York Giants. And I'm like, oh, good, Grimey. Like, um, that's great, man. He's like, dog, I'm so excited. I'm running around out the pocket like Randall Cunningham. And I'm like, okay. Uh, So I, I didn't answer because it was late. Uh, I was like, I'll message Grimey tomorrow, and I, uh, I went to bed. And I got up this morning, and he had deleted the message. Oh, yeah, you know that bit where like you get a Facebook message and says "user sender is deleted message." Yeah, it's always a weird bit. Uh, and I said, "Grammy, why'd you delete that message? He was, I was glad you liked the, the segment. But he's like, "Dog, like I had a lot to drink last night. so I didn't know if it was appropriate." <laughs> I was like, Come. <laughs> I was like, dude, you're just telling us the show is funny. <laughs> you don't need to." <laughs>
2: Grimey's the best.
0: <laughs> he is, man. He's like, I was like, I think you're overthinking it a little bit dog I don't even know if that, I should be saying that shit. And I'm like, "What? Did you like the show?" Like, "Yeah, that's great." Like, you're the bigger man here. We spent 30 minutes calling you an asshole yes. and you're saying
2: us, it's okay. We're grateful that you're not, you know, super upset.
0: Yeah, I don't want grimey to be super upset. But uh that's a good reason to subscribe to the show. The is that uh I think one of the funnier segments that uh maybe we've ever done since the show has been the show. It's um It's up there. It's got to be close, right? uh saturday speaking of bonus episodes uh if you subscribe you're going to get episode two of our music special speaking of tour talking about uh encountering music you like naturally uh drinking on the deck is the name of the show tour joins me for the episode this time and basically it's me curating a playlist for you having a couple of beverages um Outdoors, whether it's in your driveway, it's on the beach, uh, wherever you're at a resort, out on your back deck, wherever it is. Uh, It's warm, and having a nice uh, Mexican lager outside with some uh, cool music, some cool tunage playing uh, is about as good as it gets as far as I'm concerned. So I tried to put together a little soundtrack for you to help enhance that. The first one went really, really well. Uh, People seem to really enjoy it. And this one, we go um, even harder It's a lot of tiki music and surf rock, and there's even some pirate songs. to which Tor was very, very enthused and already getting rave reviews from the uh, the Cold Soldier. You seem to think
2: this is a good a good episode. I really like how this episode is coming together, and I've been, uh, you know, I was putting it together this morning. I I really, I I didn't, I didn't really know how it was gonna kind of flow and mesh together. Sure. And then, but as I'm going through it, I'm like, oh. And then we get to go to this, and then oh, and then there's that there's that track, and then we go into this. Yeah, and it's 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 a lot of fun. That's um, why it's
0: kind of it's kind of time consuming, not only just for you for physically putting it together, but like it's got to flow. And I think right. you're right. Like we, it, it's got to be kind of a, a linear, not a linear path, but one that makes sense when you go from as many different styles. Because we do ska, we do reggae, we do all kinds of fun stuff in this, but it's all kind of centered around beachy, fucking fun drinking stuff. Um, so yeah, I'm excited for that. I think, what do we say, 2 o'clock on Saturday? Yeah, it could drop right then. 2 p.m. on Saturday. Drinking on the deck will be there for you. Uh, one last little thing, and then, uh, we've got a, um, a great interview for you today. What I thought it was, um, it's a really terrific segment with, uh, Eric Davis, who is, I don't know, man. He interviews, if Tom Cruise is doing an interview, Eric Davis is sitting across from him. You know, I I saw him interviewing, uh, Elvis and Boz Lerman and Tom Hanks. Like, I, I don't know the guy playing Elvis. Uh, he, I think he was the guy interviewing Chris Hemsworth and Takiki, what, I can't say that guy, Tahaki, what? he, what, 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 how do you say that guy's name that directs the Thor movies, why oh. am I asking you, um, he was in, uh, that dude was in, um, I watched Free Guy the other day, uh, go ahead and skip Free Guy, um, so I, um, Eric Davis is a 10 out of 10 and he uh, is a big time, he runs Fandango um, and he's been coming on shows that I've done for I think almost ten years, and I always enjoyed talking movies with him. But we got to sit down and talk about uh, Maverick. Top Gun: Maverick has kind of dominated the landscape on the show. Tor loved it. Uh, I loved it. Everyone's loved it. That's seen it. Yeah. And it's not only that. It's it's about to cross. I think this weekend it could cross a billion dollars. Good. Worldwide, which is I, there's very few movies that have done that. Um, it's already it's beating the shit out of superhero movies. It's beating the shit out of Star Wars movies. I mean, it's just it's the biggest military movie of all time. I read that. Um, domestically, it's just kicking the shit out of everything. And then the thing that's crazy about it is the word of mouth is so good that it's like that's what's keeping it going, is that everyone seems to love this movie? Yeah, we're going movie. to
2: weekend five right now.
0: Yeah. I'm I'm hoping I figure out a way to go check it out this weekend again. Um and it, it was just it's fun to talk to a guy that knows as much about movies as Eric about that and it's such a positive thing that everyone's happy with this movie, no matter what your political affiliation with is your demographic is it's so rare nowadays i mean everything is so segmented and regimented and like you know if this is for this demo and we're trying to capture this and fuck everybody else well, no this is for everybody um it was a fun conversation and we had a we not just that but we talked about uh black phone comes out this weekend what else do we talk about all the crazy flash stuff with ezra oh, yeah, miller yeah, yeah. Jeez, did you see the latest on that I, I i apparently and again i'm just this is what i read allegedly he's in some house with like a woman and some kids and he's armed and the dad can't get a hold of them. And it's, it's as fucking bat shit as it possibly could be. And I guess, uh, he's a, they, them guy. So, um, the, the, the fucking debates about it are, it's all the DC Marvel fucking crazy shit. There's race stuff. There's sex stuff. It's as messy of a fucking story as I have seen in a million years. And the, the one thing people keep bringing up is, oh, Will Smith slapped the guy and he got blackballed. This motherfucker. I'm like, I don't know. Th- I think this guy needs to be in a mental institution. He, he's going to end up a little bit worse than, than yeah, Will yeah, Smith. Yeah. I'm really, I mean, it seems like it's a fucking escalating thing, but they've got this monstrous Flash movie that they got Michael Keaton to be Batman in and Ben Affleck to be Batman in. And now it's like, well, what do we do? Right. Because we got a crazy person whose movie that
2: it is. Um, just of housing children on a farm with guns and marijuana. Ooh.
0: yeah, and like he's going around getting into fracases at fucking bars left and right. I mean, and every time he trends on Twitter, it is I I click I click on it just for the on a car crash. It's like it's the messiest conversation yeah. that you can possibly have. So um, we didn't really get into that, but I just kind of got into the fact that like, well, you know, if you're Warner Brothers and you've invested all this money, like you just keep pushing it and hoping he fucking. You know, goes into a cave somewhere and doesn't come out to do, give you bad press. I don't know. Um, it's a tough spot. But anyway, the uh, the interview with Eric Davis is um, a 10 out of 10. So we, we have that for you today. Just as a taste of what uh, happened this past week on the show.
2: Yeah, Eric rules. And I, I've listened to a lot of guys go on shows and talk about movies. And there's nobody that's been as good at making a point about a movie that I think that he's great than uh Eric Davis he's
0: really great and uh the rare thing is we always talk about Florio on the show and how he doesn't seem to like football um did you saw did you saw Florio got into it with Pat McAfee <laughs> what you saw that I missed that beef yeah I'm, I'm, well it was I'm one side everything. McAfee was took the high road but uh yeah Florio had a I, again Florio has always been good to me is that is I don't agree with a lot of the shit he says and I don't I don't agree with I think if you dislike football in the NFL – I don't know if he dislikes football. I think he dislikes the NFL quite a bit. I think you should get away from talking about it if you're that angry about it. But um, he's always been really generous with me, so I don't have a bad word to say about him personally. That being said, it was an, it was a bad look. It was – McAfee like retweeted a pro football talk tweet. I didn't even really understand it. And Florio said – well, it's just a shame we can't be friends. We used to be friends on on your way up. You know, I was there for you, and now you won't return my calls. And I was like, ooh, it was thirsty as fuck. Um, And then McAfee, I thought, actually responded well. Like, he's like, nah, man, everything's cool. Like, appreciate you. Fist bump. Like, I just think we cover sports differently. Like, it's exactly, I think, the way it should have been handled. So, um, Oh, yeah, I'm seeing this now. Okay. It's not the best look. It's a little odd. It's a little strange for, you know, I think, you know, 50-year-old man. Um, (laughs) Point being is that Eric Davis loves movies. Yeah. Fucking loves movies. And um, it's refreshing because I think a lot of guys, look, I I can relate. I I was talking about a bunch of shit that I didn't care for when I was on the the radio. And uh, so I can relate to Florio's problem. I can relate to Luke Thomas's problem. Like, I I get it. Like, you get oversaturated by this shit. um, And it becomes something you don't love as much as you used to. But somehow eric davis loves movies as much as anybody on the planet and it's it's fun to hear that type of enthusiasm when we have those conversations all right so there's that uh we'll play that for you and then we'll uh, we'll come on back we'll wrap things up it's the chad duke show
2: on Saturday, July 23rd, Commonwealth Dry Goods is hosting Christmas in June and July. Be there to pick up the brand new Chad Duke Show rodcast CD, experience the magic of the Christmas blow molds, and you will also have the opportunity to guarantee yourself the right to the Chad Duke Show Christmas bourbon, and that's only at Commonwealth Dry Goods on July 23rd.
0: Happy Tuesday, everybody. It is the Chad Duke's show. Joe joining us on the Monk's Barbecue Hotline right now is a gentleman that is as plugged into the cinematic community as you can possibly be Fandango and Fandango.com. Mr. Eric Davis, longtime guest on the program is with us. Hello, Eric. How are you, bud? I'm doing great, man. What's going on? Well, we're in the, uh, we're in a, uh, basically locked in a uh, rear naked choke of the summer blockbuster movie season. And there have been some big surprises all the way around that I remember about a month ago, I think, I had you on the show. And you said, look, I saw Top Gun. Um, Everyone went crazy. This is going to be the biggest movie of the summer. Like, it's going to be a smash hit. And I was excited because that was a movie that I remember. I remember seeing the trailers for Maverick, what? And, 2019 almost I think yeah, Um it was yeah. I mean it was as COVID delayed as it possibly could have been Um and then it finally comes out and it, I had that thing Eric where and I'm sure this happens to you where there's so much hype surrounding a movie and so many people telling me I'm going to like it that I get nervous that it's not going to live up and then um not only did it live up it exceeded every expectation that I had I think it's a perfect sequel I don't know how many of those there are around and you were absolutely right in your assessment Um from, from just kind of take us through when this thing was supposed to come out and whether or not you think, did, did COVID help this thing? Like, How is it becoming the juggernaut that it is right now in the movie theater?
1: Well, I, I think there's a number of different reasons why it did well. I think it was supposed to come out like two years ago, um, but then COVID kind of jammed everything up. It was moved into the winter time and then it was delayed to Memorial Day weekend, which I think was really smart. I think that was a really smart move on their part, because it feels like the perfect Memorial Day weekend movie. And I think kind of, you know, I believe it started with Spider-Man No Way Home. Uh, That film kind of became this sort of pop culture event. And it sort of brought everybody or at least a lot of people back to movie theaters. And I think there was a bit of an excitement. Um, People remembered, oh, I remember how it is to cheer on a movie and, and have a good time. And, and I think that that kind of bled into Top Gun Maverick in a way in that they had about a month of a build up, you know, people like me kind of saw it out of Vegas at CinemaCon, and were hyping it up and saying, Look, this is a real deal. And then it just kind of went on tour for a month. And every audience that it hit had the same reaction. Uh, and then once it opened, you know, I think a lot of people were ready for it. Uh, but then I think the word of mouth on it was really strong. And that's why we're seeing these, like historic holds. Um, In weekends, it just had its it's the second best fourth weekend uh, ever in history, beating even Spider-Man No Way Home. And so what that tells you is that the word of mouth on it is strong. People going to see it are then telling their friends and family, look, you have to go see it. They're going back again. And so, you know, I think the movie just delivers. Um, and, and when you deliver in that way and you're not a superhero movie, so yeah. you, can get, you can get all those audience members that aren't into the superhero stuff uh, it just combines for a perfect recipe and, and and we're seeing the success unfold in front of our eyes right now.
0: I didn't necessarily put that together. I don't know. I'm sure you saw it, but when I went to see the movie, I saw it at the Alamo and um, T- Tom Cruise actually had a little prepared statement before the movie came on, um, which I thought was real classy. He was like basically thanking people for going to see it in the theater because that's why they made it. And one of the things he said right before the movie started, he goes, these are real planes, these are real boats, uh, we're pulling real Gs, these are real stunts. And I think that there's something – I've seen so many superheroes land – it's become a trope now. I mean, they use it comedically where they land with the the knee down, the, the pavement explodes, they look up menacingly. I mean, people flying around doing stuff has kind of just become – it's in every single – movie it's in the matrix it's in all these th- this looked and felt real and it was loud and it was planes and they were there were cool planes and they had the, the planes that you remember from the original top gun and somehow i think with with that it wasn't nostalgic it was refreshing and i and I think that that kind of was present when he has the moment where they don't think they can run the trial and the maverick comes in and runs the trial like i stood up and cheered in that movie theater i'm like this is I don't it just felt new even though it was it felt familiar as well and I think that's where they walked the line so magnificently in this movie.
1: Yeah, I mean audiences are smart now, you know, you could you know when it's a, in it's shot in front of a green screen, you know when it's all computer effects is what you're seeing and I think Tom Cruise did a good job in the last several years, with the Mission Impossible movies, sort of, you know, educating audiences on where he's coming from, you know, everything that he does is going to be practical, he's going to wow you, he's going to put his life on the line to kind of give you an experience that you're not used to having in the movie theater. And so I think that his audiences are expecting that from him. Now, the plot of Top Gun is very simplified, almost feels like a mission impossible movie in that respect too. Christopher McQuarrie, who has directed the last couple of mission movies, he came and co wrote this movie with him. I know he was on set for it. So if it feels very mission impossible, that's why, you know, and I think you just can't underestimate a simple story told well with practical effects and stunts. I think that that goes a long way uh, in terms of, you know, doing as well as it's doing in in movie theaters, because general audiences don't need to have to watch five or six other movies or TV shows in order to understand what's happening. Um, And we're having a lot of that these days. So I think it's just refreshing in that sense, too. That you could just go in and, and just have a good time at the movies and we don't get a lot of those kinds of films these days and so i think that's why it did well and i think also people were just ready to get back they were just ready to get back all pack into a theater and cheer something on and uh and this film was uh was waiting for them
0: i also have to say eric so much of our culture now seems to just lean so heavily on nostalgia and not necessarily creating new moments but and that you know I, I don't it's become very in vogue I think to shit on the the Marvel Cinematic Universe which is you know it, it's a pop culture entity like we've never seen so I don't want to necessarily go down that road but I, I watched that Doctor Strange movie and I felt like this isn't a very good movie. I'm I'm waiting to see who shows up. I'm waiting for cameos. I'm waiting to see if there's a new big villain. I'm waiting to see if there's any Sam Raimi influence. I don't think the movie was great, and I think the prime example of this is those Jurassic World movies. They make a giant pile of money. And they're very successful, but I, I watched them, and the only parts that I'm really enjoying, and I'm 42, so it's you know I don't necessarily know if I'm the demographic, but. It's when they referenced the Jurassic Park movie that I love. It's when they referenced the one that I I was indoctrinated with. I don't think the movies are all that great. This is kind of one of the first ones. I think maybe Ghostbusters Aftermath did a pretty good job of this, but... I don't, the nostalgia wasn't there just for nostalgia's sake. And they would just dip their toe in the water when they're in the bar and they're having the corny dialogue. And I'm like, oh, this feels very top gun. They don't do the big musical number. They just kind of reference it. There's the, the the football scene. It kind of like it points towards the volleyball scene, but it it doesn't dwell on it forever. I, I thought they did a really, really good job of understanding that people love top gun and have loved it for 40 years, but also doing what you just said. Like it, You don't need to see the original Top Gun to enjoy yourself in this film. And, man, I I hope they teach a master class on how – maybe it's a – but also, Eric, it could be a unicorn. You know what I mean? It could be – you're not going to be able to do this with whatever other 80s movie you're going to try. It has to be this singular one also, by the way, because the guy that was the hero in the first one is somehow near 60, and he can still play the role. He still looks like he can fly a fighter jet. Yeah, you know, it's all storytelling.
1: I, I think storytelling is, is really everything. And, you know, a lot of, uh, yes, we're we're baked in nostalgia, but I think every era has directors who grew up with influences, and we're seeing those influences in their work. You know, the, we saw it in 70s, 60s. Everybody's always being influenced by someone else. I mean, even Indiana Jones is influenced by serials and, you know, of... of back when. So, you know, I think and then, you know, I think we're just louder about complaining about nostalgia because we can we have social media now, we can all complain about it. But I think we're gonna have we're gonna have that in a lot of the stuff that we watch. But we just have to find the right balance. I think that they find the right, the right balance here of kind of nodding to what came before, while also uh, delivering an experience that feels new and doesn't feel like it's just repeating what came before. I think another um, thing that did, did this really well is uh, that Cobra Kai TV show, um, which I thought is one of the best uh, at, at taking something that was rooted in the 80s, the Karate Kid, you know, rooted in those 80s sensibilities, the 80s camp, similar to Top Gun, and then bringing it back bringing those characters back in the modern era and still making it really entertaining not just for those old school fans because there's a ton of nods in there but they also have these new characters these new storylines you know and like my kids watch that and they love it and they're not necessarily huge fans of the of the original karate kid movies and so i think there's something there um i think it's hard to to nail every single time but we're seeing these pockets of properties that are doing it really well the 80s is the hardest to do right these days just because the 80s just had such a you know a a certain specific sensibility to that to those movies and tv shows they were kind of corny and campy and fun and nuts um and i think capturing that today while also sort of delivering something new is a really difficult balance to strike. I think Top Gun gets it right. I think Cobra Kai gets it right as well.
0: Talk to me about it. So you mentioned the financial success. It's made over half a billion dollars domestically. And look, I get it. You want your movies to do well internationally, specifically in China, because there's just so many people that can go see your movies and you make that much more. <laughs> Money, but I mean, be, for because of that, we get the Great Wall. You know, we get some really, really bad stuff that it, does, it performs well overseas. And you're like, "All oh, right, well, this was successful." Like Pacific Rim, actually, that was a good thing because I loved Pacific Rim and it did well overseas. So we got another one, even though that the sequel was tragic. Um, when a movie is churning and burning this much domestically, does that change anything about what gets green lit? I mean, we know that it's a, it's a copycat world out there when it comes to making in sports and movies and music whatever oh this thing made a billion dollars let's go ahead and make more like this thing um what what do the numbers it's doing in america mean for like the future of what decisions will be made by you know movie studios
1: i mean i definitely think people are gonna you know look again at the 80s you know ip the intellectual property stuff that's familiar to people from the 80s uh they always do that i mean it, it, it seems like that's always constantly happening. 80s, 90s IP is being kind of retrofitted. I think we'll look at more maybe kind of legacy sequels. I think that's the trend that we're seeing now versus reboots. I think a lot of people kind of got tired of just the remake. And so like that Ghostbusters Afterlife is what you would call a legacy sequel. That leads the latest Scream movie, is what you would call legacy. suit. I think there's actually a a storyline within the screen movie that makes fun of what the kind of film that it is. But these are the kinds of films that we're seeing now these kind of sequels that take place decades later, there are familiar characters that are there. But they're also sort of rebooting it at the same time with these new characters, like if they do another Top Gun, maybe it's going to follow You know rooster or maybe they're gonna got to go in that direction so i think it's it's about kind of those sorts of sequels and then in terms of international you know they've been doing that for a while uh studios know that those international dollars are are really really important right now and so you look at the last jurassic world movie they're off the island and where are they they're in like a bunch of different countries around the world this movie the gray man that's coming out uh, on netflix from the russo brothers who did the Avengers movies—that uh, one is—I feel like they're in fifteen different countries, you know, and they have stars of the region in in the film, you know, with like small roles in the film, and so I think we're to start seeing more of that um and again it's about finding that balance and doing it right and not kind of hitting you over the head with like oh they're in india now oh there's the big indian star this doesn't really feel like it belongs in the movie but i understand they need to make money in india you know they need to kind of work it in so this way it all feels coherent it feels like it's part of the story it feels like it belongs there so and again it comes right back to what i said it's all storytelling um, that I think conquers all if you have good storytelling um, then I think you can set your films anywhere you want, put anyone you want in them um, because there's a good story and it's going to keep our attention
0: um, so Lightyear comes out, uh, it's clearly dis- it made a pile of money but it's disappointing I think I saw in your tweet it's the lowest like, kind of familiar Pixar uh, debut that we have had um, how much is Jurassic Park did fine by the way how much is Top Gun now going to gum up the works for, let's say, Thor or Minions or any of these other movies because, you know, I'll go to see five, six, seven movies in the theater during the summer, but I think there's a lot of people that are like, all right, this is the movie we're going to see, and that's pretty much it, especially when it's, you know, 20 bucks or whatever it is now to get a ticket, how much does it affect the rest of the business? Because, I mean, we're still in June. There's there's plenty more big entities that are gonna be debuting. Um, How much does it gum up the works for everybody else when this happens?
1: Yeah, that was part of what I was saying. Because a lot of people, um, when Lightyear underperformed, they they said, oh, is this why? Because they put their films on Disney Plus. And and so people are thinking of Pixar about Disney Plus. And I was like, no, that's not it. Because I don't think general audiences necessarily know that like, Oh, it's a Pixar movie, it belongs on Disney Plus, it's a Disney animated movie, it belongs in theaters, audiences don't don't really see that families don't really think that way. So I don't think the Disney plus thing had much of an effect. If it had an effect, it was on animation as a whole, in terms of people thinking, Oh, this is animated, it belongs on streaming. Uh, But that's a whole different conversation. And I can't necessarily say that that's why because you look at a film like I don't know, Sonic two, which isn't completely animated, but that did really well. And and the bad guys, I think the Universal movie did decently, and I think Minions will do well too. So, um, I think families are going to the movies. But I think if anything, it is that Jurassic and Top Gun. You know, I look at um, the box office, and and you know these all three movies are all right in there. And Jurassic is definitely squirreling away money to, for for that light year audience. You know those. Uh, Uh, Tween boys and and even teen boys and girls. And, you know, I a lot of them are going to see Jurassic, my nephews went to go see Jurassic, they didn't go see Lightyear, you know, and so because they want to see the dinosaurs. So I think that Jurassic definitely had something to do with it. It's funny for each of these Jurassic World movies. uh, There were Pixar movies that came out, uh, not not too far away from them. In the last one, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, they opened the Incredibles two before Jurassic. Uh, and and it did really, really well. And then it battled Jurassic at the box office and finally beat it like five weekends in. Uh, because the incredible but the Incredibles two was like a long awaited sequel. It, it had this built in fan base, ready and roaring to see it. You know, this light year movie, uh, I think it had it, it had a lot. It had a lot to overcome. It had to explain what it is, how why isn't Tim Allen the voice? What's going on there? And I just think it was a little confusing for audiences where, you know, at these day, this day and age, you kind of just gotta, you gotta, you know, know it. you got to really hit people and, and say, this is what it is, and and sell them right there, you know, dinosaurs back, eating, eating people that sells it right there. Uh, your family and friends are selling you on Top Gun every weekend. And so that's why that continues to do well. And I think the hold of Top Gun is definitely going to impact some of these movies coming up. Uh, once we get to Thor, it's we're a little bit farther away. But you know, Tom Cruise isn't putting Top Gun: Maverick on streaming 45 days after it comes out, no. like Marvel is. You know, he's going to go the whole run, and uh, I think that is is going to be successful. So you you think he's he's in theaters all summer with this movie? Um, it's going to interrupt to some degree everything that else that comes out. I think
0: the two movies that immediately came to mind for me, um, and they're not as '80s as this one, but I. Maybe Tom Cruise gets even more power now to do some of this stuff. Um, Minority Report and Edge of Tomorrow are just two fabulous sci fi movies that he was in. And um, I love this. Does it, do we see more just 80s stuff? Does it like, okay, we can trust Tom Cruise because he can still make these movies? Like, do you think there's any chance for resuscitations of properties like that?
1: you know that's an interesting question so it's like if it's not 80s movies could we see popular tom cruise movies sort of get sequels i know the edge of tomorrow i know they had been working on it um i don't know where it's at right now but i know that they were working on it minority report i think is a super interesting one and i'd love to see him and spielberg you know come back with something there i don't know what that relationship is like these days but you know tom with every movie that he's taking on now, he's kind of built up the audience to expect that this is an action movie, he's going to put his life on the line in some capacity. And so that is, is a lot for him. And, and he's, he's shooting these back to back mission movies right now, when he's done with mission eight. Um, what what where is he going to go? We, we don't know, will he return to one of these franchises? Maybe? Um, well, I think there's going to be pressure to do something with Top Gun again. So I, I think you know the ball is in, is in his court. Uh, you know he c- continues to keep himself in good shape, but you know he's not going to dial. He's not going to call it in. He's going to put his life on the line for for an action movie. And so, um, however long he can keep doing that, uh, we'll see what what he uh, delivers us.
0: Yeah, it's very unique. Um, where where does this air personally for you? I think it's. I say perfect movie, I don't know that you can compare Top Gun Maverick to Godfather or Goodfellas or whatever you think the perfect movie is, but I do think it's a perfect Top Gun sequel. Um, I, I, can, I can safely say I think it's a perfect sequel to a movie, and it's the best movie I've seen this year. I, I don't know if in a year's time I'm going to look back and say, yeah, that's as good as No Country for Old Men or uh, Jaws or my top five, but... It's perfect. Um, Where does it rank for you? And how do you kind of slot it into other movies that are probably going to be thought of as, you know, artistically at a different level? But I I don't know what box this didn't check. And is there any chance it could be honored with any type of award situation? Or does it kind of live apart from that? no i
1: i definitely think there's a chance i've or- actually already talked to the studio and they're going to push it for best picture like so this is this is a conversation that i think you and i are going to probably have okay. in like six or seven months from now when when the oscar heat is on and where you're going to be like Do you think it's going to get a best picture nomination does it deserve it and yes i i without a doubt a hundred percent think that these kinds of movies should get best picture nominees nominations. I mean, if, if you know, if, if we're honoring the best in film, uh, I, you know, how do you not honor a film like this, which kind of, you know, did, did so well, uh, critically with audiences, I think it's still like a 99% audience score, which is on Rotten Tomatoes, which is fantastic. It's Tom Cruise's most critically loved film. So I definitely think that uh, we'll see it in, in the best picture race. And so, you know, beyond that, I do think it's one of the best sequels, you know, that that we've seen, at least in the modern era, Um, where where it will be, you know, as we kind of get, you know, 510 years down the line, I I definitely think we'll be looking at it, you know, in the ways that we look at something like Mad Max Fury Road, which was another, you know, sequel that came decades later, um, that kind of re you know, really did some interesting things that were unique, while nodding to what came before, and kind of revitalized this kind of old franchise in a really exciting way. Now we're seeing a, a prequel with Furiosa uh, coming next year. So you know, I, I I think we'll see. We'll see what happens. But for me, I think it's it's one of the best sequels that we've ever seen. Um, you know, I would put it right up there with with those sequels because I do think it was just really well done and really well told, um, and just a just a super thrilling entertaining time at the movies
0: yeah I completely agree and i i keep telling people that need to see it in the theater it's so important to see it. i'm going back to see it in imax just because i feel like it was film for imax i gotta see it um in that as well and i think that's what keeps the box office going the way that it is um quick sidebar talk to me about ezra miller what i mean dc is in a really really warner brothers i guess is in a really tough spot here you know, they have this massive entity in the flash movie which they got Ben Affleck to come back and be Batman. They got, hell, they got Michael Keaton to come back and be Batman. This is supposed to be the next big thing, and I thought that kid—I didn't like the Justice League movie—and I thought he was one of the best parts in it. But he's getting in a lot of trouble. And he's having a lot of problems, and he put up this weird message on Instagram and then deleted it. And they can't find him. And he's—I don't know. It just—it's a very unique situation. You can't just shelf this movie. I can't even imagine what the budget is. But then you also this guy can't do press for it. That's for sure. Um, even if the scandals kind of dissipate surrounding him, is there any way, like, how, how do you make that decision when no one's really had to make a decision like this in the past?
1: Well, I think the good thing on that's on their side on the studio side is that we're a year away from this movie arriving in theaters. And, you know, we live in such a crazy chaotic 24 hour news cycle that, who even knows where we're gonna be at a year from now, and where Ezra Miller is gonna be at? Uh, we have no idea. So um, I do think that I don't think they they're gonna replace uh, replace Ezra in in anything. So I definitely think that uh, the film is gonna stay as is. Um, and then what we will see, uh, I think it's gonna come out in theaters too. I think Warner Brothers needs it to come out in theaters. Um, but yeah, I mean, you make a good point. Michael Keaton coming back as Batman is like one of the big, you know, I'm I'm a huge Keaton fan. He's my favorite Batman. That's like one of my biggest things to see him come back. Um, and to see him come back with this film that's kind of shrouded in this thing. Um, you know, these issues, I don't know. But yeah, I mean, who knows what can happen between now and then with Ezra? Um, you know, I don't know. Um, but I, I do think that the film is going to come out. I think it'll be in theaters. Uh, I, I think WB w- would would it be smart to do it to not put it in theaters. And I think, you know, you have to kind of understand that maybe most of the audience uh, is not as aware of these issues, or even if they are aware, that doesn't impact the fact that they still want to go see this movie, um, and, and, and root for it and watch it. And so I think WB also has to separate sort of the social media bubble from the The reality of the world as well. Um, I think this film will still perform really well. Um, I think they just have to manage that Ezra situation, and um, you know, if there's still a lot of issues, then we just won't see Ezra on the press circuit. Um, but that's something that we've we've seen before. Um, uh, Disney just had something similar with Army Hammer and that Death of the Nile movie. So, you know, um, but it'll be interesting. I mean, this is the Flash, and all of your posters and. You know, have to have the flash on. The yeah.
0: Show. Although if you could um, if you could drop Michael Keaton out and talk about playing Batman, that's that's a pretty good you know weapon to have uh, if you're going to a press junket. So yeah, I mean you're right, and anything can happen over time, and, and people's memories are very brief. Um, the last question I had for you, Eric, I really kept you way too long, buddy. I appreciate the time today. Um, Black phone, uh, Ethan Hawke, Tom Savini. I'm such a big fan of his. <clears throat> the mask is. I mean, I've never seen a movie get so much buzz just based. On a dude wearing, you know, a horrifying mask, and Ethan Hawke's doing that in this, and it's you know Stephen King's kid wrote the book, and there's a lot going for it. Um, and I'm seeing some of the initial reaction, and it looks like it's living up to the hype. I know you've seen this thing, and you know I'm a huge horror movie fan. Like, what should expectations be for this movie?
1: Yeah, I, I thought it was good. I think it's interesting because it definitely mixes. It's like it's not a straight kidnapping thriller. You know, you have your kidnapping thrillers, uh, which are sort of fast pace and, uh, you know, have your heart racing and what's going to happen? How are they going to get out of this? Uh, So there's that aspect of the film. But then there's also this supernatural aspect. You know, um, Ethan Hawke does play a bad guy does play this kidnapper called the grabber. Um, What I do like about it is that it's set in like the late 70s. I'm all for the horror movies these days, which are uh, kind of going back to like 70s, like the Texas Chainsaw era, we're seeing a lot of that that movie X that came out in March also did that too. Um, and so I, I prefer horror movies set in those eras because there are no cell phones, you can't text anybody. Um, you kind of kind of got to use what's what's around you to get out. This kid gets trapped in there, he gets kidnapped. And then there's a black phone that's in there with him. And um, it's the, he's getting calls from uh, previous victims of, of the, the kidnapper. And, and so there's that supernatural aspect that Stephen King aspect is that's where it's coming from. Um, and then Ethan Hawke is just crazy in this movie. So, you know, never, never, never underestimate a really good mask, uh, to sell your movie. The guys that wrote and directed Scott Derrickson, who, who directed it, uh, teamed up with this guy, Robert Cargill. Um, they made that film sinister, which is also a really great horror film. Yeah. 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 So they they know their way around horror. They know how to get get scares out of you. So uh, it's definitely a scary movie, and it's freaky. Uh, I dug it, uh, so curious. I think if it's going to have its detractors, I think it's going to be from people who have a hard time with the tone of it because it is like a kidnapping thriller, but there's a supernatural element to it too. And finding the balance there um, is tough. I think the movie does it well, but it's tough to sort of, you know sell audiences because i think audiences may say well i just wanted the kidnapping thrill hmm. or i just wanted the supernatural story and i think that's where you're going to see some mixed mixed reactions
0: from it. i'm fine with both i'm uh, i'm looking forward to it um is the i finally saw the northman by the way i can't believe the northman was on peacock for free like um, like it felt like a week after it got out of the theaters um Did that not? I I thought everybody loved that movie. I guess I was wrong. Did that get not as well received as people thought? Will that get any consideration when it comes to award season? I like seeing crazy ass Robert Eggers. I mean, his movies, I don't understand them and they make me sick to my stomach, but I I have to watch them. This was kind of a straightforward, you know, very familiar plot and lots of fun Viking action. Like, I I dug this movie quite a bit. Uh, What was the reaction to it?
1: Yeah, reaction was really strong. I think a lot of people dug it a lot. You know, um, whether it'll have awards consideration, I don't know. Um, maybe in in the production design of it, in the sound of it, um, if if it does kind of find its way into the awards into the awards conversation. But you know, I thought it was really good. I, it's a sort of a, a really honest Viking epic. I don't necessarily know if audiences are like clamoring for it i think that's why it didn't do as well at the box office but it's been doing well at home a lot of people have been watching it at home and um and then it went to peacock and and people are watching it there so i dug it too i thought it was really cool i thought it was different and you know i think audiences also need to understand that it's these kinds of movies that you know in between the superhero films that really do need the support because that's gonna kind of Tell studios to keep making them. You know, I think right now a lot of people ask me, where are we going to be, you know, in three, four, five years from now? Like, is it just going to be superhero movies? And I say, you know, we don't know yet because all of the movies that are coming out right now were still greenlit before COVID. You know, The Northman shot during COVID. A lot of these films were all shot during, the, you know, COVID. And so until we get to like 2024, 2025, that's when we're going to start seeing you know, what is greenlit post COVID uh, post like the streaming bubble bursting? Like what 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 are they greenlighting in 2024 and 2025? That I think will give us a better indication of what the future of the theatrical marketplace looks like. Because right now we're just still seeing stuff that was greenlit prior like prior to 2020. Um, but I do hope that we continue to see uh, risk-taking like The Northmen, like that film, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, because uh, I think it's really important to have that variety. Audiences do want that variety, but then audiences need to understand that in order to get that variety, you need to go see the stuff that's coming out in between the comic book movies um, in order to give studios you know, the, an indication that, that that it's good to keep making them.
0: All right, let's go ahead and follow him on Twitter at Eric Davis with a K, fandango.com. And when is the Pizza Papa content dropping that you promised us, <laughs> Eric? I can't wait for a more Bruce Campbell Pizza Papa in my life that's
1: tomorrow we're good. we got something tomorrow uh we got a thor love and thunder interview we did the first interview with that crew nice uh it's like 30 30 minutes long it's on youtube now so you can watch that it's got no spoilers we're dropping another interview on thursday for another big summer movie it's going to be the first interview with the cast and director of that film uh so look out for that um yeah and then i'll have this little doctor it's you know it's nothing crazy but I'm a big fan of Bruce Campbell and the Pizza Papa character, so I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to get that hype that hype train going for him. Uh, you know, maybe we'll see we'll see Pizza Papa return in some capacity.
0: Hopefully, a spinoff film. I'm there for it. Yeah, uh, yeah. The great Eric Davis, everybody, at Eric Davis. Follow him on social media. Eric, thank you so much for the time, buddy. You got it, Dukes. Have a good one. Always phenomenal conversation with him. Kept him far too
2: long. It's the Chad Duke Show. Do you want to know the origins of baby girling? Do you want to know Jester's biggest triumph and his biggest failure to date? Are you curious about John Denver songs? If so, go to CommonwealthDryGoods.com and purchase the best of the first six-month CD or the best of the first year, or both, preferably both.
0: Thank you again to Eric Davis for coming on the program. He's always the best. I want to thank Daniel Connor also this week uh, who went above and beyond with the support. We do a bit where we have, uh, if you donate to the show, you can become a presenting sponsor of that day's episode. Uh, She just went above and beyond, so I wanted to say thank you again on the free episode for all of that support. Uh, keeps the uh, the lights on here in the studio. It really does make a difference. So thank you to her for that. And if you'd like to, uh, if you'd like to sponsor the show, it's a hundred bucks. You go to chaddukeshow.com and you click the donate tab and you put fill in your information. You got a website you want us to plug or a business or social media or whatever. Uh, you will become the official sponsor of that next episode, and we greatly appreciate that. Speaking of sponsors, um, we're pretty lucky. We got some good ones that are, are friends over just business partners. You guys know about Monk. Um, Joe Azer is another one and, uh, just a dude that no matter what we need, he's like, yeah, I got you. Like you need, um, a prize for a live event. You got a personal favor. You need to be done. It's like, Hey Joe, I got this guy. He's looking for a house over here in California. I know you're not going to get a commission, but can you help him out? He's that guy. He will do all of that stuff. He has helped countless listeners uh, of this show. If you, if you don't, If you don't believe a guy that's doing a live read, uh, go to all of those, um, what is it, real estate applications. You know, there's a million of them, Zillow and all those, and type his name in. Type in Joe Azer. Here's a review from a listener John and Tara. Tara! I miss you, Tara. Every woman I date is named Tara. this is a word by word, all right? This isn't me using the, the hyperbole. "Quote, every time I had a question or concern about what was going on, Joe Azer was always there to explain it and ease our worries. He continued guiding us through the home buying process, never making us feel pressured or what we wanted was out of reach. Mm. He was always getting back to us in a timely and quick manner, whether it was by email, phone or text. There was no stone left unturned with Joe Azer as a realtor." Uh, he support his support is unmatched. Joe also provided us with incredible lending team who worked with us to get the best house and to meet our needs at an excellent price we could afford. That's um that's a listener that used Joe Azer to get a new house and that's what the guy can do for you if you're in a similar situation. John and Tara, hopefully you weren't dating blackout Bruce. Uh, call Joe today five seven one nine eight nine Azer. That is his cellular telephone number. He will answer you back. If you want to say hey Joe. I heard Dukes mention you on the free episode. He says this is your cell phone number. Is that true? If you want to text him that, he will respond. I feel very comfortable saying that to you. 571989azer, tell him Dukes and Gigantor sent you his way. Um, one last thing. I got a distressing message to her where this guy said, Hey Dukes, uh, there's a new Ninja Turtles game out called Shredder's Revenge. might, might want to try it out. Looks pretty good. This was yesterday. I said, uh, yeah, man, I've I talked about it on the show for, and uh, I've been streaming it on Chad Duke Show Gaming for weeks. And then I just felt bad about myself after that. Um, beat it last night. Uh, it was $25, okay? Okay. It's like roughly half price, you know, if you bought the Elden Ring or whatever the fuck. Beat it in probably two and a half hours of total play time. Total. Um, and then once you're done, you unlock... Uh, Casey Jones. Do you know who Casey Jones is? Uh, she is the uh, lady in the yellow tracksuit. Oh boy, that's a uh, boy! Wow. Oh, is that a miss? That's got to be a miss. Let that sit. Just gonna let that sit for a bit. So, if Casey Jones is the woman in the tracksuit, who is April O'Neil? Oh,
2: that sounds more like the lady. In the Can you name all four turtles? Donatello, Michelangelo, uh, Raphael, and. Um, Oh, no, I...
0: Oh, on, boy.
2: Argue. Do it! Do it! I got it. Hold on. You stink, Tor! You stink! Oh,
0: that's terrible. Oh, no, that's terrible. That's just awful.
2: Goodness gracious!
0: Oh, my God, Tor, please go into therapy.
2: Need it, Kenny. I do. <laughs> or you... Just walk away. I love to. Now this doesn't rock. Oh, my God, this sucks.
0: Oh, boy. You
2: get nothing. You lose. 0 Uh-oh. <laughs> Zero. Michelangelo, Donatello, Raphael. Are you
0: writing it down? I see you writing I it down the there. Thing.
2: You need help, son. Yes. You need help on them football picks. You need help from the spirit world. This doesn't bump. It doesn't, Tor. Nope, not one bit. Not a club banger. <sighs> Farthest thing from it. Oh, boy. Oh, yep. <laughs> oh, God, that one goes on for a while. How was the 3 a.m. one?
0: Oh, it's 3 a.m. You must have been lonely. Man. What happened in my car crash? Uh, it should be
2: top of board, too. <laughs>
0: Still don't got it? All right, so Raphael has a red mask. Yes. Right? Michelangelo has what color?
2: Michelangelo. He has the. What does Donatello have? What color mask does Donatello have? I think Donatello is. Is he orange? No, no he's not. Who am I, who am I getting...
0: Yeah, this isn't an um, age thing. The Ninja Turtles have been big for 40 years. I know. Every generation. They've been making movies, they got new cartoons. You really kind of gotta be out of it to not know this.
2: Pole (sighs) staff, katanas, nunchucks. Pole staff? Is that what you said? Pole staff. I want to make sure that's what you staff. So who's katanas then?
0: Katanas is blue. Okay, blue that is true. Now what's his name? Who's got the pole staff?
2: Pole staff is purple. Okay, who's that? It's all not. Anything. This sucks. Orange is nunchucks. This and sucks. The, who's that? Is that Michelangelo? Yes. Okay. Mikey. Yes.
0: This sucks. Oh, my God. This sucks.
2: All right. Now, who's purple? Purple is purple Donatello? <laughs> yes. And that's Staff, right? Bow staff, I believe. Sure does like his pole
0: staff beer. He likes to chase it down with that wild turkey liquor. All right, so blue
2: is yeah. He's got the the katana's
0: katana blades. Yes, katana swords. He's they're named after artists. I know the Uh, most famous artist. Of all time. Uh, hold on. Leonardo? Ah, look, look at you. I don't see myself out. Leonardo leads. Donatello does machines. Raphael is cool but rude. Michelangelo is a party dude. What's the name of the big rat? Splinter. Okay, how do you know that? Because he's their master. Splinter man. taught them to be ninja teens. All right, who they fight? Oh, Who's the guy they fight? Oh, I know. That got the helmet. Got all the blades. Real cool looking... Kevin Nash played him in uh, Turtles Two. Turns into Super Blank, Super Blank Shredder. Aha! Look at you. And who's Shredder's boss? He's a big brain. Oh. Lives in his stomach.
2: I don't think I don't. You don't know, know him. I don't know that. You don't know Krang. I generally didn't know Krang.
0: Krang is uh Krang is goated, as the kids say. As far as I'm concerned, <laughs> I think Krang is goated. Krang is goated. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like Krang when he's just a brain crawling around on the floor. I like Krang when he's in like an assisted walker. I like Krang when he's in the belly of that big robot. Uh, I'm a big Krang guy. Uh, so Casey Jones is who? If April O'Neil is the woman in the tracksuit.
2: Is, okay. Um, is Casey Jones the male helper of, of Krang and in, in Shredder?
0: You think he's the male helper? Like the human Helper of them. Well, they don't have a human helper. Okay. They're uh, they got henchmen. One is a rhinoceros and one is a warthog. You know who those guys are? I do not. Bebop and
2: Bebop and Scat. <laughs> Scat. <laughs> I didn't know if the phrase came from something. I didn't ask
0: you to list the porn you like to be <laughs> no, off to. Oh Jesus Christ, shoot. Uh, Bebop and Rocksteady would be the name of those two guys. Uh, Casey Jones is the Turtles ally. He wears the hockey mask. He's got the baseball bats. got all the sports equipment. Okay. okay. He's everyone's favorite. Uh, anyway, um, I don't even remember what the fuck. Oh, the game is not worth $25. There is no replay value. It's fun for about two hours. If that's worth 25 bucks to you, then go ahead and get it.
2: If not, then you have been...
0: Forewarned, there is no replay value.
2: All right. Wow. that. You was... know why this stinks is because I actually just read a theory as to why all the turtles got their their, their specific weapons.
0: I read the same thing. It was on Facebook. Everyone read it.
2: I read it. So I, all I you do is have... read memes
0: all day. I, I should have remembered the names and I didn't. How come you don't you know why? Because Leonardo's name wasn't on there. The only three turtles they had was Michelangelo, Raphael, and Donatello. I read the same one you did. Well,
2: I thought they had Leonardo because he has- You didn't co- watch co- turtles when you were a kid? I watched some of it. Have you seen the movies? I watched... The original live-action movie is a good movie. You should watch it. I
0: don't think I watched the original live-action. It's based on the original Eastman and Laird comic books. Where, um, tell you what, man, this is getting nerdy, but uh, the Turtles used to be pretty fucking hardcore. they killed motherfuckers left and right. They were not created for children. They turned into a children's show around my time. Um, but uh, the foot soldiers were originally human, and the Turtles would just kill um, oh. hundreds and hundreds of them, and they killed Shredder. Uh, killed a bunch of aliens. They Went to an alien planet. Killed everybody. They killed everyone. So they weren't like eating pizza and all that stuff. I think they may have eaten pizza. I don't. Re- I haven't read the books in a while. But a um, lot of murder. I mean, a lot of uh, yeah, yeah, a lot of. Which is ironic because eventually they took the nunchucks away from Michelangelo. When I was a kid, um, if you watch the Ninja Turtles cartoons, there's a one season where Michelangelo stops having nunchucks and he has a grappling hook. Which is super lame, um, because kids were making nunchucks and beating the shit out of each other. And fuck, every kid I knew wanted to. We'd find a piece of rope and two pieces of stick and beat the shit out of each other in fucking school with nunchucks. For some reason, like the bow staff, you figured that'd be the easiest one, but it was always the nunchucks. Because not like nunchucks, you kick the shit out of yourself with them too. You right. know what I mean? You try to fucking spin them around. Every kid I knew wanted to have nunchucks when I was a fucking kid. All right, well that wow, I didn't expect that. That was some entertainment bang for your buck there. After a pretty low energy episode. Tor just fucking whiffing. That wasn't even a foul tip of them Ninja Turtle (laughs) quits. I don't even know if I got the bat off my shoulders. I kind of want to do an Ant-Man vs. Tor Ninja Turtles game show at some point. Because I think you guys would be a 0-0 at the end, and the winner would have to jack the the loser off. I I don't...
2: (laughs) I think maybe we could workshop a different re- yeah, it'd be cross-country the- skiing,
0: too, because you're both ending at zero, so both of you could going to have to pump each other off. All right, very good. Uh, buy a hat on CommonwealthDragons.com. I'll be working this weekend if you want to slide on by. Oh, uh, two congratulations out there. Uh, happy birthday to Adam McNair. I don't know what year it is, but Adam is a great guy and a wonderful listener, and he employees of Solo Bouchera, but if you do that you really got to be a magnanimous dude and then um, congratulations to our buddy Josh Shroka, who got uh, married and is uh, got a new family and a new situation, oh, he's up in the area visiting family this weekend very happy for him and there there would be no Chad Duke show without Josh Shroka. I can say that 100% so if you guys, he does an Orioles podcast, he's on social media, if you see him follow him, give him a like, give him a hearty congratulations, I owe that guy Quite a bit for us being able to do what we're doing here.
2: All right, very good. Anything for you, Gigantor? Tour? Uh, I was un- unaware of the Josh Sharoka uh, news, but I'm very, very happy for him. He is one of the uh, sad, the best dudes uh, that I've been able to meet. Maybe give him a follow. Follow. I
0: don't know then how you could be unaware of just, this if you follow him. I missed it. Well, you gotta I, think that the thing is like you do have, you have to think about others from oh, time to time. I that's know it's difficult for you. You like to think about sandwiches and old tires. Yep. Down, yup. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Down, yup. Can you pull that audio, please? I need that for over here. I can do that. Uh, <laughs> drink it on the driveway. Drink it on the deck. Whatever the fuck. Uh, tomorrow, <laughs> drinking, Down. decking, and drinking. uh Saturday at 2 p.m. Hope you guys enjoy that. And uh, consider subscribing at ChadDukesShow.com. Thank you so much to all of our subscribers for making uh, this whole thing possible. If the good Lord is willing and the creeks don't rise... I'll be having a beer with you guys virtually on your deck Saturday at 2 p.m. Have a great weekend everybody and roll out the trash cans. You know what I always
1: say? Time to fence a few. Tell out to fucking you.